0: all right all right so coming up next on 100 ways to make 100k this episode is very special the person that i want to introduce to you is honestly probably one of the reasons that this show even exists probably one of the reasons that i have real estate in the first place and has really stretched my mind to not think so small now i remember when i first uh, moved down to windsor he goes man you still think 100k is a lot of money and honestly that one statement has really stuck with me so the next person that i want to introduce to you is graham thompson a complete savage and you know growing up he was always running track and one thing that i always admire is that he goes after whatever it is as fast as he can i can't wait for you to hear this story about how he flipped his osap dropped out of university and used it to buy real estate ended up partnering with a bunch of people you know what don't let me spoil it i hope you guys enjoyed this episode ladies and gentlemen Graham Thompson.
1: Yeah, so my name is Graham Thompson. Um, I'm a real estate inve- investor and uh, an entrepreneur. Um, I have a few businesses here in Windsor, Ontario.
2: Interesting. Okay, so let's just let's just get right into it then. I'm curious, Graham. You think you could tell us a little bit about the first time that you made 100 grand in a year?
1: First time I made 100 grand in a year, I would say. Was um, 2019 um, through investing. So what I had done, is, I was actually still in school. Um, I was going to University of Guelph. I was in real estate and housing program, fantastic program at University of Guelph. And I was running track. Um, and uh, on the weekends, I would come down to Windsor, and I was looking at properties and. Found a property I wanted to buy and um, bought the property. It was a student rental housing um, property. It was just 130000 I think, I spent on it. And so I, I spent about $5,000 and uh, a few long weekends uh, renovating it. And then I rented it out for $2,000 a month. Um, and then I went back to Toronto where I was doing a summer internship at CBRE and went to my mentor and told him a little bit about it told him a little bit more then i said to him i said hey you have any interest in doing a few of these with me and investing in Windsor Ontario I said yeah sure it's funny it was pretty uh what a 5 minute conversation with him i uh, didn't didn't need much uh convincing but um we ended up buying uh four or five homes within the next year Um, and with our sweat equity that we put in, um, purchasing the right properties and, um, the appreciation, national appreciation, we cleared, um, several hundred thousand over the first year of investing. So it wasn't just a hundred thousand. Luckily my first hundred thousand, it was actually several hundred thousand in my first year of doing it just through real estate investing and getting a little lucky with the market.
2: Interesting. Okay. So you got to break this down, man. You're in university. Yeah. You're coming up to Windsor on the weekends. How do you even know about this stuff? How did you learn about it? How would you get into it? You know, I'd love to hear more.
1: Yeah, it was actually a really uh, unique <laughs> way of getting started. I had a passion as a kid, was just finding deals. Um, and, I, you know, I started in used cars. Uh, whenever, you know, in high school, I would, I would look for cars for my friends. So when my friends were looking for a new car um, I would be like, let me find it for you. What do you want? And I'd actually look and find them a car and I'd find them the best deal, helping them negotiate it. And, um, and then it kind of turned into houses. Um, you know, I, I, I graduated high school, um, just looking at them. Um, I wouldn't even be buying them. I just, I would spend hours and hours on end on realtor.ca on Zillow, looking at the States, looking for deals and I'd be analyzing certain things. I'd be looking at, you know, how many bedrooms does this have? What neighborhoods is it in? And then trying to find the difference and finding the niche markets where you might be able to get a, a deal or it might look like a deal and trying to figure out why it was cheaper in this area than that area. Maybe the neighborhood's better. And so I, I had a passion for looking at these deals. And I, was, I had just joined the real estate and housing program at Guelph. Um, so I thought, you know, okay, I'm going to get into real estate. What do I want to do in real estate? You know, maybe I want to be in real estate law. Uh, you know, my parents always thought I'd be a good lawyer. So the idea was there that I'd get into real estate law, but you know what? Let's buy a house. Let's invest in something. You know, I've, I've heard that, you know, more millionaires are made in real estate than anything else. Let's try it out. So um, I was looking at Windsor real estate because it was the only real estate I could afford at the time. I mean, I'm in school. I'm using OSAP loans to buy a property. Um, I, uh, I ended up uh, finding a house um, that I liked. I was actually using Jeremy McGraw, who's now my business partner. I bought that first house for, I think it was $130,000. And you know the rest is history. I just found something that I said you know I could make two thousand bucks a month off this. Did it, and uh, it was cash flow. on, I think eight hundred dollars a month. Um, the mortgage was only about six hundred at the time. Um, and uh, I guess the rest is history.
2: Interesting. So you know it, it seems like it's deal to deal to deal to deal. Whether it be you know finding any anything really. Like you started in cars right? Now you're, now you're doing houses, man. I'm, I'm really excited to see kind of what you get into next. Uh, but I'm, re- I'm really curious. And I, I actually want to know, like, what do you think every deal needs, right? Like whether it be cars, whether it be homes, whether it be buildings, whether it be land, like what are those elements and those factors that you would consider when you're thinking about, hmm, is this a deal? Is this not a deal? I'm curious.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a that's a huge question. I mean, from a developer's point of view, if you're going to go, you know, thirty or thirty thousand feet up, you know, you're looking at um, what what. So valuing a development deal is a little different because you're looking at what this could be. So, you know, you're looking at the land, you're looking at what you can change the zoning to, um, and then you, you got to you know factor in your construction costs, development costs, and the land, and figure out whether you have a deal. You know, a good margin for when it's all said and done versus how much you spent is 30%. That means, you know, if you have a 30% profit margin when you're all all said and done, you know, you built it, you know, you're going to make 30% on top of what all your costs are. That's a great, you know, kind of rule of thumb. Um, You know, bringing that down, down to, you know, <laughs> where we are, because <laughs> we're a little bit below the ground right now. Um... I would say um, you want to make money on the buy, and what that means is you want to have a little bit of built-in equity. Um, you know, don't rush. You know, your first deal or any deal, um, unless there's some huge margin or there's some reason. You know, you just can't. You can't say no. Wait for a deal to come for you or to you, and um, you're looking for built-in equity. And what I mean by that is. You want to look at comparables in the market. So if you're looking at comparables in the market and you notice that the house you're going to buy for 500000 is almost a perfect comparable. And what I mean by comparable, it's almost the exact same, you know, whether it's, you know, square footage, bathrooms, bedrooms, um, you know, style to another house in the area. And let's say you're buying it for $500,000 uh, when those other houses have all sold for 600000 that's built-in equity. You have, a, you have $100,000 worth of built-in equity in that house. So it's kind of a neat um, way of looking at it, and it's a pretty straightforward way to make money because if you think about it, especially with leverage, if you are putting 20% down on a $500,000 home, you're spending $100,000 on that. So if you buy a $600,000 house for $500,000, 20% down, you're spending a hundred thousand dollars and you immediately make a hundred thousand dollars. Cause if you tried to resale it, I mean, you, ha- you have to take into consideration taxes, um, realtor fees, uh, land transfer tax, um, you know, lawyer fees, but you know, your gross, your gross, uh, you know, net there or not your gross, your gross, uh, income will be a hundred grand on that. So that's not bad. Um, if you do that. It's really hard to lose. Um, 'cause you know in a in a market that 's going down it, you know it seems we might be going into that soon or we could be we could be dropping a couple points um it 's a it's a margin of safety or a net of safety where okay, if it drops twenty percent you know what I still got a deal in the house you know maybe i 'll maybe i 'll hit you know be about even so um yeah, it's a it 's a good way to look at uh, a deal or evaluating a deal like you 're asking
2: interesting well, thank you for breaking that down. Because you you mentioned a couple of different fundamental elements, right? Like buying something that's worth a little bit more than you're actually buying it for. So I think that that goes for any industry, any asset. So that was really useful, man. We appreciate that. Absolutely. So, do you remember the first time that you made a hundred grand in a month? Uh,
1: so hundred grand a month. I don't know if I'd be able to pinpoint it because, you know, maybe there was months in that first year that. There was appreciation that amounted to over a hundred thousand. In a day, um, well, the trick is with real estate is you'll have a lot of hundred thousand dollar, or multi hundred thousand or million dollar paydays. Um, maybe I shouldn't say a lot. If you're if you're into real estate investing, you know, at some point, as if you continue to build up your equity and don't spend it all um, on houses, uh, then you might. Uh, or or flashy cars, you might build up to the point where you might hit the million-dollar paydays. And those million-dollar paydays might be over a month. They might be over a year. They might be over uh, multiple years. So it's really tough to say whether I've made $100,000 in a day. I would say I haven't. I would say that I've had, um, you know, great paydays. Um, Maybe some deals that took a month that – I could tell you a story about one deal – um, I had bought this deal. Um, it was supposed to be a flip. It was a hundred acre farm and, uh, I bought it and it, it took six months or seven months to close. Um, that was from the time we had the, the deal written to the actual closing day where I would actually take possession of the property. It was about six or seven months, I believe. And, um, by the time that it closed, uh, the market had appreciated so much that I essentially sold the house um, and the land for, I think it was uh, 275000 more than I had bought it for. Um, so, I mean, I, I only had, I only owned the property for, I think, um, a week um, maybe before I sold it. I, you know, got possession. I immediately kind of cleaned out and um, then relisted it. And I think that was one more... I think probably my most straightforward deal, um, because I would I was I had plans to flip the thing. I had plans to, you know, put a couple hundred grand into place and maybe see higher returns on it, but over a longer period of time. But it just so happened that the market had appreciated so much that uh, in that time span, that I made it quickly and I didn't have to do much work. So, uh, it, it, I, I wouldn't say that I've made a hundred grand a day. More so that I've made it. You know, I've had $100,000 paydays, but over, you know, a couple months worth of work or uh, a couple weeks worth of work in this instance. So, yeah, I hope that answers the question.
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for breaking it down. Sure. You know, I think that hundred grand question is, uh, is an interesting one because some people might say, hey, is it gross? Is it net? And I think it's up to interpretation, especially when you look at something like a deal, right? Where it's like this thing just spans out over the course of a year and a half or six months or seven months or whatever. Does it really count as in a day? Is it really in a month? But hey, it's up for interpretation. So what type of things have you got going on these days, Graham? What type of stuff are you working on?
1: Yeah, so I finished a number of my projects. I still got um, a couple projects going on. Um, But uh, I decided to finally spoil myself a bit Um, I went from living in uh, an apartment in one of my buildings Uh, I was living in a a five-unit building in a small one-bedroom apartment And I finally bought uh, a house I found a house out in in Windsor And uh, it's a really unique style We're sitting in it right now Um, And uh, I think I was able to get a decent deal on the place it was unfinished, so there's certain exterior portions of the of the house that need finishing, like the pool, the driveway, um, the landscaping that need to be completed. And uh, so I, I'm making sense of it in the fact that it's a bit of a, a project. I'll have some built-in sweat equity, and uh, and and so I've made sense of the <laughs> luxury purchase in that in that way. But uh, yeah, I'm working on this. I'm working on uh, building the businesses. Um, I, you know, as you know, I, I, or maybe you don't know, I, so I have a property management business. Uh, we do some construction, um, and I also have an electrical business. So I'm working on building our systems surrounding both those businesses and our mo- mostly our sales systems at this point. Um, and that's where my energy is going.
2: Interesting. So if you could go back and meet that Graham the one back in university or even going back to the one that was looking at cars, what type of advice would you have for him? If he asked you, how do I make a hundred grand in a day?
1: (laughs) Well, I probably, I mean, I mean, 2020, uh, hindsight, right? I mean, you know, you can look back and you say, okay, you should have put your money in Bitcoin. You should have put your money in Tesla. You should have put your money in Windsor real estate. Um, but, uh, I, I, I think real estate, is the safest bet. and obviously I'm saying that after one of the strongest bull runs in history, especially in a city like Windsor, um, I think it's the strongest bull run. I've, you know, I've caught kind of the last little wave of it. Um, I would say real estate because the one thing about real estate, especially that divides itself from stocks, is you have control. So you can, you can purchase, you can you can you know do insider trading, you can find out as much about the house as you, you possibly can. You know if there's something going up uh, you know a new development around the neighborhood or uh, new amenities that are coming to the space you know you can utilize that in your in your research and your due diligence to add that to your, your purchase you know if you're if you're looking for more information whereas in stocks you can't really do that that's insider of trading um, you can also do put in sweat equity um, so you can make the place better you can't really go and you know I guess you could go start working at the company, but I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure how easy that is. Uh, but you can't really do that at stocks. And, you know, you can come to a house, you can start doing work yourself. You can, you know, have contractors come in and do the work. And you can make the, the asset better, which really separates it from other asset classes. So I think real estate is the way to go. It's the most simple way if you want to make money. Um, you know, not everybody's built for real estate. But if, uh, if you think you are, I'd give it a shot.
2: Beautiful. And Graham, before we uh, wrap up and get out of here, uh, where can people find you and learn a little bit more about the companies that you're building and what you got going on?
1: Yeah. So um, I'm on Instagram. Um, watch out for the fake accounts that have been popping up lately. It's uh, the Graham Thompson. So uh, T-H-E Graham. So G-R-A-E-M-E Thompson, T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. Um you can find uh, our property management business and construction at thompsonasset.com. So it's www.thompsonasset.com. Um, you can also find our electrical business at Thompson electrical, um, Inc uh, thompsonelectricalinc.ca or telectrical.ca. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah f- feel free to reach out if you have any questions. Uh, you can reach out to me on Instagram if you're looking to get into real estate. Happy to answer any questions. Um, I think that's one of the coolest things about real estate is real estate investors are really friendly. And and they love to share advice. I I don't think I've seen that in any other sector. (laughs) So, yeah, feel free to reach out. I'd love to chat.
2: Beautiful. Thanks
0: so much, Graham. We appreciate you, man.
2: Absolutely. Oh,
0: great. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And that is how Graham made his first hundred K ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed that episode. It was, uh, it was truly an honor to bring this one to you. Uh, my little big cousin, man makes me so proud every time I think about him. So I hope you guys enjoy Once again, I'm your host Javon.ca and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in.